After three days in the Atlantic Ocean during a heat wave, April Tupelo wasn't recognizable to her family. What the cops call a floater, the former beauty queen was marbled green and bloated by gases from decomposition. The outer layer of her skin and her long blonde hair had sloughed off. Her eyes, ears, lips, and other delicate body parts were gone. The images displayed inside the crowded courtroom like something from the movie Jaws. I wasn't working in Virginia when her remains washed ashore on Wallops Island 21 months ago. I didn't go to the scene or perform the autopsy. The forensic pathologist who did isn't alive to amend his egregious errors. By the time I got involved, April Tupelo's fiance had been indicted for first degree murder and mutilating a dead body. He was in jail awaiting trial, held in isolation without bail. The story headlined news internationally. The prosecution was a dog with a bone. It didn't matter what I said. Again, let me emphasize how much I regret the necessity of displaying these painful images. Alexandria's Commonwealth's attorney, Bose Flagler, carries on in his lyrical drawl. And had this case been mine from the start, we wouldn't be here now. Seeing things like this can wound one's very soul and psyche. Isn't that true, ma'am? I'm not sure what you're asking, I reply. He continues repositioning himself in front of the witness stand, doing what he can to block my view of the jury. A master of choreography, Flagler is mindful of his every move, never straying far from the fixed cameras filming live for court TV. No matter how difficult, we have to look unflinchingly. Would you agree with that, ma'am? That we owe it to April Tupelo to see the full extent of what was done to her at the end of her very short life? Flagler slowly paces back and forth in front of me. It's our moral obligation to do so, isn't it, ma'am? His incessantly calling me ma'am is anything but polite. He's dismissing me as a silly armchair sleuth guided by hormones and intuition. I've been in court with him a number of times since I was appointed chief medical examiner last year. He's always been obsequiously polite, at times flirty. Until this case, I wasn't the enemy. I'm not sure of the question, I say yet again, and I can tell that the jurors are intrigued by him. They always are. Charismatic and clever, the 34-year-old bachelor brings to mind Michelangelo's Sculpture of David, or Giuliano de' Medici, but with clothes on, expensive ones. Dipping his hand into a pocket, he slides out the small touchscreen tablet that controls the grotesque slideshow around us. I regret the necessity of subjecting everyone to these graphic images, Flagler says disingenuously as they fill the courtroom monitors in vivid color. He clicks through multiple photographs of the victim's body, face down on an autopsy table in the Norfolk morgue. Close-ups of her flayed back and buttocks show four long, deep gashes, spaced close together, yawning widely and blackish red. You've seen these photos before, correct? Flagler asks me. Those and many others. And what we're looking at are the victim's decomposing remains, and the savage knife cuts to her back from when the defendant tried to turn her into fish bait, 
Objection! What this time, Mr. Gallo? Judge Annie Chilton asks from her black leather chair flanked by the state and U.S. flags, the bronze seal of Virginia behind her. The photos are inflammatory and prejudicial. He's testifying, Your Honor. Again. Overruled. Again. Please rephrase and let's move on. In her early 50s, with a compelling face and short, dark hair, Annie is tall and lanky, more handsome than pretty. Based on her demeanor toward me as I've been testifying this afternoon, you'd never guess we've known each other since our law school days at Georgetown. You wouldn't suppose we were roommates at the time, or that she encouraged my return to Virginia last year.